0: I'm a zombie! I've been bitten around! You're listening to the survival podcast for Zombie Nerds Everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I am not Bob Fournier. He is asleep in some sort of well-defended cave as the busy zombie lord and I take you through what happened in Zombies over the last week. Uh my name's Ryan Murphy and I am joined by Lou. Lou, how are you?
0: I am pretty good, sir. I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. The snow is melting and it's warming up and I didn't have to wear a coat today. I'm ready for zombies.
1: You didn't have to wear a coat today. I haven't been outside yet i've been uh I've been uh, all huddled on the couch with my beer watching the Canadians uh you know take on the Swedish in hockey, and we won gold. I'm sorry that Canadians kind of ruined your your uh, the Americans plan for hockey this year. I'm sorry about that
0: It, it doesn't bother me at all.
1: doesn't bother you at all it, it seems okay it seems every American friend that I have that I talk to doesn't really care <laughs> about hockey or about I, the Olympics.
0: I, I don't care about the Olympics.
1: Oh, man. I, th- I think Canadians really get into it because we're not as good at Summer Olympics. I mean, we still take it very seriously. But I think Winter Olympics is sort of like our, our world spotlight when it comes to sports, you know? Because I think the NHL is very dominated by American teams. Um, I can't remember the last time a canadian team won. i guess it would have been
0: well we just steal all your players that's all from what i hear
1: well a majority of american <laughs> teams that do very well have canadian players but that's not necessarily completely true because there are a lot of good american players uh which i guess they didn't take to russia for some reason but uh <laughs> and we, we even got higher than you in the medal count which is pretty fantastic i mean I was saying to Ashley like he was like, you know what? I don't care if Russia or Norway is ahead of us, just as long as we're ahead of the state. That's all that matters. <laughs> so
0: Hey, uh, to be as boldly honest, I've seen my fair share of Olympics, I'm uninterested now. Oh really? Oh well. That's fine. And, you know, maybe once
1: they uh they showcase some sort of uh zombie event maybe
0: I was gonna say, we, we need some zombies on the ice that 's a good point well w- with, with
1: that we 'll move into the news. Uh,
0: the virus has completely devastated over one hundred and fifty of the world 's major regions and then is spreading rapidly
1: and our first story is zombies invading uh, Pensacola
0: yep, which Pensacola, is in Florida Florida
1: and uh speaking of zombie related events it's a zombie run 5k which we've talked about on the show before i know that fine listeners but this one was interesting cuz the article kind of sh- you know talks about how it was run and how many runners there were and how many people actually finished as survivors and lou you put this story in here like what did you, what what attracted you to this story we've talked about 5k's a lot on the show
0: well, we haven't we haven't talked about five Ks. We've talked mm. about we've talked about zombie walks. Oh, you're right. and stuff. This is like doing a five K marathon, except instead of just running for normal, it's like there's people in zombie costumes behind you trying to get you.
1: Right, right. Oh, you You know what? You're right. We have. We haven't really. T- we've talked about the concept, but I don't think we've talked about an actual event. So this is interesting. So they have. And, uh,
0: and recently, I've heard several people talk about these, and I was like, they have them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have never. And then I stumbled upon this article the other day, and was like, wait a minute, it's a real thing, and this looks like a lot of fun. I don't think I could make five k. I could <laughs> run five k, but it would certainly be fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Now this is funny cuz the the way they do it is you have I assume red flags attached to some sort of belt yeah. and uh they're they're located behind you and the zombies have to kind of steal your flags and this is how we played football in elementary school. You weren't allowed to tackle. This is Canadian uh Canadian Intro to Sports here, I guess on Zombies in my podcast, but you'd wear these belts and they had these two yellow flags and instead of tackling you, the people would have to grab your flag and that was sort of like okay i got you kind of thing you have to stop running away now um so in this case there was 350 runners all starting as survivors did they mention how many people were zombies yeah okay 82 people wow that's a lot of people well i guess if you're gonna have 350 runners you're gonna need a good amount of zombies to start you off so 82 people dressed as zombies chasing 350 runners and only four people crossed the line as survivors that's pretty awesome
0: and that just says something too Mm -hmm. because you know that these weren't just that these people some of these people were probably just regular marathon runners and even they got even they got nailed on the way it's like wait a minute maybe this surviving zombies thing is a lot harder than it looks
1: you know what maybe being a zombie would be more fun than being a survivor like starting off as a zombie because then your only job is just to run after people and steal their flags as opposed to like the defeat of being eaten and then having to go after other runners. You just start off as a winner as a zombie. I think that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, that
0: would be what I want to do.
1: Yeah. one of the One of the survivors, one of the winning – oh, the winning survivor was a seven-year-old who managed to keep her flag by hiding among the older runners and – how that's interesting because
0: <laughs> i i hear that and i am reminded of um i'm reminded of the walking dead game that's mm-hmm. out and yeah. how this season you're playing as um clementine clementine mm-hmm. so it might be better to be little to survive well i mean i think like
1: zombies will eat anything right but Uh, I think when it comes to a real-world survivor sense, like being young makes sense because the adults aren't only paying attention to you. They're sort of off doing their own thing when the shit hits the fan. And I think zombies are more attracted to that sort of stuff, like panicked people who aren't paying attention. And at least the seven-year-old's first first instinct is to just hide, you know? And especially in a race like this, you know that this seven-year-old hiding is going to have... Is going to have a, a a pretty good advantage, you know, with actual real people being the zombies because those zombies are going to go after the biggest slowest target, and a seven year old hiding. I mean, I don't know about you, Lou, but I was pretty good at hide and seek. Hide and seek.
0: Me kid. too. Yeah, I was so good that they would say, "Okay, we need to give up now, Lou," because you know,
1: <laughs> Lou is the master of hide and seek, uh, and no oh, one's no. ever going to take that t- title away. <laughs>
0: I I don't know if it's ever been explained on the show But I'm a very tiny guy mm-hmm. And I was a very tiny child So when we would play hide and go seek Even when I was older mm-hmm. I could fit into places nobody else could So you know I would climb Shelves and like hide behind Objects on shelves
1: mm-hmm. And
0: stuff Like I would climb inside pantry closets And climb to the top of the, she- climb the shelves And hide behind boxes
1: mm-hmm.
0: And nobody would ever find you up there I couldn't move, or I'd probably fall and break a neck. But I could hide.
1: Well, you know, another taste of your your childhood, or at least your youth, <laughs> is this next story, uh, where and I guess nine 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 is the nine one one of the UK. But someone called nine 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 about an axe attack. Turns out it was four youth making a zombie flick, and we've mentioned it a couple times on the show. But you were in a zombie series. Couple on years YouTube.
0: ago, yeah, yeah, about five six years ago, on YouTube.
1: Now you were a zombie, right?
0: Yes. Okay. And while filming that, there were several occasions where people approached us to make sure we were okay mm-hmm. because they saw me in zombie makeup and they thought someone was wounded. But <laughs> no one ever called the cops on us. The joke was always that the police were going to show up eventually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so so
0: when I found this article, I thought it was hilarious cuz I'm like, "Yep, that's that's what I was waiting to have happen to me."
1: Yeah, it it happens on occasion. I I remember when I was in the high school, we were uh I was in the broadcast club and they would do these big year-end uh short films. And there was a couple times I remember stories where they were either told by teachers or actually approached by authorities like yeah, you shouldn't do that in public. You're just you're just gonna cause somebody to, you know, make a false alarm or something, or or you may legitimately get hurt, but you know, it's uh it's interesting. Like I'm glad the cops had a really good spirit about it. It, it sh-
0: sounds like they did. It sounds like mm-hmm. they showed up and were like, Oh oops.
1: Yeah. And I mean they could have been like, Oh, you know, don't do this in public, you know, it's not safe. Do you have a permit kind of thing? But they were like, you know, nine 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 call reporting an axe attack in Harrogate, several officers at scene turns out for use making a zombie film using fake blood. And that was on their Twitter account. So, kind of have to hand it to them uh, for them being good sports about that. And, you know, hey, that's a great way to get cops in your zombie film. Just, like, try to be as obnoxious as possible to get someone to call the cops. And then when the cops get there, hope they're in good spirits. So you can say, like, hey, do you want to pretend to try and shoot me for my zombie film? Yeah. That probably wouldn't go over very well.
0: No, that would not go over very well. No. At least not here in the States.
1: No. No, it would not. Um, our final news story today before we get into The Walking Dead, which I'm interested in talking about because I wasn't here last week. But um, – oh, by the way, I survived Mexico. I have not listened to last week's episode, so I assume Bob had some sort of funny skit explaining why I wasn't there. huh Yes. So I, yes. I do need to listen to that episode, but yes, you do. <laughs>
0: I'm disappointed
1: in you. So I, I had a. We both had crazy weeks, which is why yes, this have. episode's a little late. Uh, if listeners are like, "Why is this being posted on a Sunday?" Well, many reasons. Um, the Last of Us uh, making of documentary, which has been available since last
0: since the game's launch. July
1: was June. Last June. Um, it's called Grounded, and it's actually free on Amazon for American listeners. Um, I know a majority of our listeners are in the U.S., but there are some out and about in different countries. Um, but if you are in the U.S., you can go to, uh, Amazon, and you can watch Grounded for free. Now, mind you, very spoilerific. You might want to beat the game first. Um, Lou, have you checked this out yet? You're in the States.
0: I have not. I just found this article today, oh. so, I uh, that... That's why it's in the note. That's why it's last in the notes, um, and I've been very interested in seeing this. But until now, you've needed to buy the collector's edition or uh, the season pass to see this. Yeah. But they've ap- recently made a deal with Amazon, so I was like, "Oh boy!" I'm glad because I didn't want to have to buy a season's pass because I have no interest in the multiplayer content.
1: Yeah, and these are by the guys who did uh, the One Up Show uh, co-op. Uh, and now, more recently, their Kickstarter for Outerlands, which is a video game documentary, um, that was just successfully kickstarted. So, um, and they're actually bringing back co-op with some of that money, as far as I understand.
0: Uh, if they made one of their goals, they were.
1: Oh, so they're so they're then not. And I
0: don't know if they made that goal. Mm, I, I
1: saw some 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 Twitter speak about it, so I, I don't know. I'll have to look into it, but I hope these guys deserve money to make more of this great content because they're one of the few. Uh, film creators out there that are, are documenting gaming in a in a cool light that sort of makes us look like good people, as opposed to some of, like, Hollywood and media that makes gamers kind of look like idiots, idiots. <laughs> you know? Um, I remember back in the day when the best representation of gamers was in 40-Year-Old Virgin, and... And that was just a scene where they were playing Mortal Kombat or something and they, they were playing games and they actually, you know...
0: Looked like they were actually th- playing the game.
1: Exactly. And that's the closest we got, you know, even though one of them had an N64 controller and the other one had, like, a PlayStation 2 controller. Like, that's the closest we got to represent a good representation of gamers and video games in 40-year-old version. Um, we're a lot better now. But, uh, no, anyways, Grounded... That'll be something to check out. I need to watch this because I really loved The Last of Us. Um, did we talked about The Last of Us on
0: the show? Did we not? We did spoiler cast, sir. Oh yeah, yeah. Bob never played it, did he? Yeah, he did. We he did? all four of us, all three of us, did a spoiler talk. Oh, I'm sorry, Bob. Well, if Bob, if you're listening, uh,
1: I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a long time.
0: You also do a lot of shows, sir.
1: Yeah yeah i know it has been a crazy week you know it's hard to remember what happened yesterday as opposed to uh six seven months ago um so i think that's it for the news uh shall we jump into some walking dead talk
0: i think we shall all right what are you doing i'm making sure you can see in both directions you stay like this and keep watching
1: are leaving us
0: they may be from the prison I need to
1: help them we need you mika tuck your shirt behind your knife so it's easier to grab we'll be okay um so i wasn't here last week uh that was the season the mid-season return i guess episode yes
0: and Um, before we discuss this episode mm -hmm. i want to get your take on that episode because we didn't get that last week
1: we didn't um so again, not knowing what you guys thought about it, my general take was it's nice to have the show back. It feels like um they've sort they're splitting up the survivors of the prison to have like a here's how Rick and um Carl are surviving outside the prison and how they're dealing with what happened and How how are they going to move forward? And it seems like it's gone back to just surviving. Um, But knowing this show, they're going to slowly, but hopefully quickly bring all the people back together. But then I have hesitations about hoping for that too, because if you just bring them all back together again, you're just setting up yet another um, group catastrophe, right? And that's going to be your season ending. I, I think this season... I mean, it's only—it's pretty hard to predict now because there's still, like, seven more episodes. But I feel like we're moving to a peaceful ending of the season as opposed to, like, a bloodbath. I think we got our bloodbath this season. There's going to be some drama coming up. But I feel like this season is going to end peacefully. Like, every, you know, things oh no. are going to resolve.
0: I disagree with you, sir.
1: See, i I don't know, you know, we'll get into this episode... And this episode kind of defies what I, my prediction because the ending is so... I don't know what's happening, you know? The ending of, of this episode that just happened was, was kind of like setting up something, but I don't know enough about the comics to know if those people that were introduced are significant. But in terms of the episode last week, um, Carl, hopefully, has finally learned his lesson. I mean, he almost died like three times... I mean, eating a whole bucket of pudding has never been good for anybody. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Carl's learned his lesson because he kind of went off his own? He almost died a few I, times. I think.
0: I think they're done with the the Carl talking back and not listening and being a jerk and being a. Uh, 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 an emotional teenager. I think that's done. So do you, I think that's what we established with this opening episode. Okay. That opening episode last week was okay. We know he's had that teenage angst. We're nipping it in the bud now. He's going to be a regular character, and we're going to work on developing him emotionally again. So he's a so man. Don't worry about it. I think that's what last week's episode was.
1: I, I feel like that talk where where Rick says to him, it's like, you know, I don't have to worry about you. You're a man now.
0: And then Carl goes, no, I'm not. And you're like, yes. See, you're admitting your mistakes.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not dumb. He almost died. I mean, maybe it took him almost dying two or three times to realize finally that, you know, being alone is not something you should hope for. You know, he, he when his dad didn't wake up, he was kind of like, sweet. I get to go off on my own and do whatever I want. And there were moments where he seemed smart and there were moments where he made a few mistakes and there, there were moments where he just couldn't help but be a kid. You know, him sitting on the roof eating that bucket of chocolate pudding. I mean, that was him trying to be a kid again. And uh I'm glad that the show gave that to him because every kid deserves to be a kid. But this week's episode Um starts off with... uh Daryl and the Herschel's youngest daughter, you know and th- they survived
0: I can never remember her name they never say her name <laughs> every other character in the show gets their name said at least four or five times an episode they never say that girl's name
1: she's the one that sings she's the one that um, uh, writes in her journal I guess that was the whole opening of the episode but yeah. there's one thing I'm learning and it's that The prison, what happened at the prison really broke everybody and put everybody in a mindset where we are the only survivors. Like, they don't even think that there might be other people out there at all.
0: Yeah, they think everybody else is dead. Which is,
1: you know, so far from the truth. I feel like a lot of people survived the prison. A lot of mainstays. I mean, the only mainstays that got put down was was Herschel, right? Am I I missing? Yeah. So... And I mean, there might be some some um, some people get hit off uh, in the next couple episodes, but I mean, even the baby, you know, that was the big reveal that the baby was still alive.
0: You're jumping ahead, sir. I, I no,
1: I know, but it's part of you know Daryl and the youngest. I feel like not much happened to them. They, you know, there was some jumping around in that episode where. Um, they
0: wandered around and they found a bunch of bodies,
1: yeah, they found the bodies, and they were like, "Oh, where are these bodies here and and then they they wander off, and then the next group that comes in Tyrese, uh the children of the corn, and uh baby <laughs> Judith
0: well said, yeah,
1: and uh you know the, that group they're the next introduced, and Tyrese is you know off on his own with these three kids and it's his duty to sort of protect these kids, you know, cuz he feels like, well, i, you know, i have to watch over these kids. And that is a interesting That's section. a very
0: interesting dynamic. cuz he seems to have way more faith in those kids than i would.
1: Yeah, and i mean, even that younger one that's a little more scared. I mean, you got one you got two spectrums with those kids. You got the crazy one, and then you got the scared out of her mind one. And there isn't a healthy middle ground there because the one is too afraid to act and the other one's too crazy to act. You know, there was that moment where they're standing back to back. And that was I thought she was gonna kill the baby.
0: (laughs) And the thing is too, is they're standing back to back and he gives the gun. To the one that's scared all the time. The one that like won't the fire. Poor, yeah, I'm like, the poor kid's going to shoot herself by accident. She ran away the last time zombies showed up because she freaked out. What you giving her a gun, what's she going to do? She, she's liable to shoot everybody.
1: Yeah, but would you really want to give the gun to the crazy one? Or the, And that's the other thing, he gives the baby to the crazy one. So, I mean, he kind of didn't really have much of a choice. He figured maybe the one that ran away would drop the baby and run. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you it's one of those situations where you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So yeah. I so I get what he had to do, but I still feel like I would be uh not ready to take that situation the way he did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, he <laughs> kind of run off on he ran off on his own because he heard screaming and that's where he found the group that Daryl and them run into but this must have been before that all happened because they were still alive when he got there for the most right. part um, yeah but and this episode really seemed to jump around a lot uh, I've, and that's good because I feel like the show runners are saying okay we've, we're done with the prison everybody had to scatter because it was chaos let's tell as much of the story of them recovering as fast as possible to get to the next story beat. Um Oh,
0: I think we've got one more episode before everybody else is back together.
1: And and I don't think everybody necessarily should get back together. Um I I you know, I I don't want, you know, disconnected stories all over, but it also would be kind of tropey that, you know, they all separated, and then they all find their way back. I mean, they're not technically separated by a lot of geography, but, you know, there's, it's still weird that if they were all just to kind of come back together. I mean, we, we see that Carol returns, which was a little weird. Like, she kind of came out of nowhere. Like, she was sent off a while ago, was she
0: not? Yes, Rick got rid of her before the prison attack. Mm-hmm.
1: And now when she was sent off, like... If in order for her to come back to the prison, she must have been hanging around the prison. Like she didn't listen to Rick. She, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get
0: some exploration into where Carol was. Oh, I think we will. You think so? I I think we will. And it's also, you know, she told Rick that she killed Tyrese's girlfriend there. And who does she find when she's like, you know, looking for people after the prison gets destroyed? She finds Tyrese. You know. Yeah. But I'm also still not convinced that she killed them. I think she took the blame for one of the kids.
1: You still think it was for one of the kids, eh? Yeah. I don't know how those little kids would drag those bodies through the hall. Well, but... I
0: don't think that they dragged the bodies. I think those kids killed the, them. And then they told her. And then she had to dispose of the bodies.
1: Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if that unfolds. But considering we saw like some of Michonne's flashbacks in the last episode, uh, you might be right. We might get some Carol background that kind of explains where she was and what she was thinking. Maybe she wanted to stick by the prison so she could apologize to Tyrese. I mean, I don't know if it's a coincidence that she happened to find Tyrese first. She must have been trying to go talk to him and in the I madness. She's
0: looking for the kids. Yeah.
1: No, that's probably true. Maybe him, you know, finding Tyrese was just a happy accident. But um, Carol comes to the rescue, saves the baby, uh, saves the two kids, which was nice because that baby looked like she's having a rough time. You know, like first disappearing in the madness of the prison attack and then crazy, uh, crazy eyes almost smothering her to death. I was really worried that the baby was going to go. And uh, that
0: was kind of a really painful scene to watch. It
1: was. Because
0: I was like, on one hand... If she was just covering the baby so that the baby's crying wasn't so loud, right, Yeah, I would get it because I could understand that. They're surrounded by zombies and she doesn't want the, the baby crying to distract, so she's covering the baby's mouth so it can't cry. But that's not what she did. She was smothering the kid.
1: Yeah, she was you not. You know what I mean? You know, she wasn't holding back. Um, she was definitely, <laughs> yeah, she could have maybe been a little more careful with that and,
0: and, and her eyes were like bugged out of her head while she was doing it you're like I don't like this kid when are they going to kill this character off I don't I don't know if they kill
1: that kid no I, I think that kid if for for the for the for the worst part is that she is she's is a survivor and and we've she's already shown that she will do what she needs to do you know she's kind of what I think Carl would have been if if Carl didn't have uh, his father to kind of keep him in line, you know? Yeah. She's an unchecked, you know, Carol sort of went off the reservation, you know, she's like a, a, a Rambo kind of, and now she's creating mini Rambos all over the place. And I don't know if you want to teach children in the corn, how to use knives in that sort of way. But, um, and then, so that's the first two groups that we get. And the final, um, couple groups is Maggie. Uh, Maggie and Tyrese's sister, and um, Drinky McGee, who I still (laughs) don't know his name.
0: Like I said, there's certain characters. Like I know the sister's name, but I can't think of it at the moment, but Mm -hmm. I do know it. His name I think has been mentioned like twice over the duration of the show. We look it up all the
1: time, and we We, need to write it down. We need a character sheet really when it comes right down to it.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: Um, so Maggie is on uh, this tirade to find uh, Glenn, Glenn. and Drinking McGee is for some reason super giddy. For some reason,
0: I think he's just happy to be alive. I don't think he would thought he was going to make it out of that situation Mm. in one piece, especially when the tank pulled up.
1: He, but he's the only one that's super happy, except for maybe when, when Rick and uh, Carl found Michonne. Like,
0: well, the other thing too that makes me think think about it is, well, maybe where they're going is where he was supposed to lead them. What? Wait, what because do you remember mean? his character showed up, and they were like, "Where have you been? Oh nowhere. How have you survived? Barely." uh and like his character seemed to not have a whole lot of dialogue and Mm -hmm. remember we discussed earlier in the beginning of this season that maybe he was somehow involved with another group
1: well he was in an early group and remember he was the only one that walked away he he had described that scenario um i don't think any well we don't know this for a fact but i don't think anyone's connected with the people who show up at the end of the episode um
0: well we don't know yet we don't know yet he's involved with them
1: Maybe because he is the stranger that they've kept around that that isn't we don't know his connections yet. He could well, he, have.
0: He's the character we know the least. The yeah. only thing we know about him is that he has a drinking problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. hence drinking McGee. Um, so Maggie's on this quest to find Glenn. She tracks down the bus. Um, they take out all the zombies in the bus. There's a bit of a drama, you know, in revealing the final zombie. And she's like crying and weeping, uh, and it turns out she's crying because Glenn wasn't on the bus. Um, now you you have in the notes here that you feel like Glenn should was on the bus according to the end of of the mid season, right?
0: At the end of the mid season, they show him on the bus. Mm-hmm. They show the bus drive away, and they show her look over and watch the bus drive away and they show him looking out the window as the bus drives away they never show him get off the bus
1: well they and i mean they don't have to right like it could have been just glenn and that's that's the way they sort of make it suspenseful with with maggie searching on the bus because you're right in our eyes we don't know that glenn got off the bus and and, you know the bus could have stopped down the road it's glenn right glenn is part of the council. He's he's a higher up, and he was starting to feel better. So I mean, in a fight, who are you gonna stand in the way of, Glenn? Who wants to go off and try to save, you know, his wife? You know,
0: right? And I, and I understood that, but it was still like they did not do a very good job explaining that he wasn't on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, it felt like it was like oh yeah, how can we surprise listeners about where Glenn was? Let's put Glenn back in the prison.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily that they did a bad job. It's just they they did the trope of hiding information that that would have made the events of this episode a little less surprising. You know, um, there's probably a technical term that would have summed it up better, but yeah, uh, it is weird that he wasn't on the bus. But uh, it looked like most of the people on the bus are dead. You know, um, I don't know where the survivors of the bus went. Uh, they all could have turned into zombies but they something must have happened on that bus that caused the turn um and all that fun stuff
0: and so maggie clears the bus this drama because they open the fire door at the back of the bus and they let the zombies out one at a time Mm -hmm. which i I thought was a neat idea yeah in theory but when they get swarmed and it they the. There were too many came out the back door. I was like, yep, that was going to happen. What you need – what they needed to do was they needed to have somebody stand towards the front of the bus with the other door and bang on that door to get the attention of the other zombies so that they could get them one at a time, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I agree. It like wasn't
0: a really well-thought-out plan.
1: Well, they even said like, you know, don't let them crowd at the door, you know? They're going to come all back here, only let one at a time. Like they knew multiple zombies were going to come out. Yet they did nothing to prevent that. And, um, I mean, with these, with such close knit groups, I had a strong feeling that no one was going to die in these groups. There was going to be drama, yes, but, like, they're not going to split everybody into three people groups just to kill off a main character. I mean, they're, I don't think they've ever done that. The, the, the main character deaths have always been, you know, in large groups, so there could be that drama when they say, oh, so-and-so is dead. I mean, some would say that Shane dying was in a smaller group, but that drama was still brought back to the group fairly quickly. Um, But yeah, it it was interesting. And I guess, I can't remember, did... And that that was where Maggie's journey ended, right? We saw her crying on the bus. She realizes Glenn wasn't on the bus. Where is he? Like, there was like half, I'm ecstatic that he's not on the bus, but also half where, where hell the is hell he? is he <laughs> you know um and after that scene we finally move into glen th- this episode was very busy surprisingly um they fit a lot into an hour but uh, glen is it is, is, is at the prison he's he is literally all the way back at the prison uh in what appears to be a broken one of those broken uh, hallway things
0: one of the over bridge th- the bridge between uh prisons yeah, like a guard post thing. Yeah, and and so he wakes he wakes up, and obviously he was there when a blast took out something, and he's rendered unconscious. And you have no idea how long he's been unconscious, but it seems like he's been unconscious a long time. Like not like brief. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like he may have been out for you know. Well, he missed
1: the events of everything in this episode. I feel like right. Now he he woke up and um, the prison is empty, devoid of zombies. Uh, maybe a couple in there. I can't remember very well, but he makes it all the way back to their block, to Maggie's room, and grabs like some equipment, suits up, and I was a little worried that he was going to go down in that, you know, that riot gear because he was taking on like a crowd of zombies, like twenty.
0: Well, yeah, like, he doesn't fight them. He just kind of, like, pushes his way through them. And I was like, what is he doing? Like, he should be running, not fighting his way through them. Yeah. But
1: he got out. But before he did, he ran into probably one of the more likable characters uh, from the governor's new camp. Uh, Again, don't know her name. Um, The only descriptive... (laughs) There's a couple of descriptive uh, uh, descriptions of the character. I mean, she was the sister to the mother, right? The mother that was hooking up with Governor. Now, I was
0: failing to remember what happened to that mother. Did she die? She says, I quote, when Glenn meets her, it says something to her. She says that she saw her niece and sister die. Well, we know her niece
1: died because the governor shot her. Right. But I think... No, I th- she... Yeah. No, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the governor, governor shot the, the girl because she was bitten. Because the mother had brought her out. and But the mother, I feel like she was walking through the battlefield and saw the governor on the ground. And the governor tried to get her attention. And, and then
0: she shot him. Oh,
1: right. Yeah.
0: And it, it, she says something about seeing her dead yeah or, or being attacked either way so, it's
1: it's it's, it's kind of it, left to the
0: it, you're left either either she's alive or she's really dead. I yeah. think she's gonna be dead I don't think that character will show up again
1: yeah and and I think this is one of the the girl um she's the last of the governor's crew uh she was sort of hanging out with that crazy chick yep um uh who they had a really they had a relationship together I think or were starting yes. a relationship yes and I think that was one of the main reasons that she was even on the four line uh, on the front lines uh, yeah
0: because she was supposedly a police officer in training
1: yeah and you know good on Glenn for at least giving her a shot because she's probably one of the more redeemable characters
0: yeah they did a good tr- when when I saw that there was a character in the fence. They don't do a good job of showing you who it is. Their person is huddled up in a ball with their face buried in their arms. Yeah. And they're, like, crying, and they're surrounded by zombies. And I was like, who is that? I don't even know who that is. Why is this person there? And then Glenn, you know, picks off the zombies one by one or drives them away. It gets into the fenced area, and she looks up at him, and it goes like, oh, that's who that was. Mm And you're like, well, of any of the characters for him to run into, she's probably the most relatable character for him to run into. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's sort of – it's much better than like when they ran into Merle and they had to get Merle's help. You know, like because he, while still redeemable, is more of an evil son of a gun, you know. Right. Whereas this chick is like instantly redeemable. She never wanted to be there. She probably didn't kill anybody. She was just there as part of the group. She would have been killed if she had fought back. So I feel like she could be turned fairly easily
0: into a more normal Oh no, she, she outright says, why do you want my help? We did awful things to you. Well, and yeah. he's like, I, I don't have a choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Su- survival of numbers, you know.
0: Yeah. And um, not just that, but it, it, it's implied. He doesn't say it, but it's implied like, you know, you feel bad about what you did then you make it up to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: And I mean, uh, yeah, and even just supporting the governor is, is enough to piss off Glenn because Glenn watched his future father-in-law or at least his father-in-law get uh, decapitated.
0: And he makes a point of telling her that too.
1: Yeah, like Herschel was a great man. He, he didn't even know Herschel was dead, did he? No, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah. He
0: was one of the guys that watched him get killed. Oh. And that was when they told him to get on the bus.
1: Right. Right. So they run into zombies in in on the road. Uh it's not the same group of zombies that Daryl ran into, right?
0: I want to say it is. Okay.
1: Well, either way they run into they, some zombies.
0: The the way it's led to believe is it seems like they all stumble upon the same pile of zombies at some point, except for Maggie. Right. Because in, st- in, Maggie's, in Maggie's perspective, instead of finding the railroad tracks, they seem to find the bus. But other than that, every single one of them seems to end up on those railroad tracks.
1: Right. But the governor – or not the governor, but one of the guys who got bit in the neck from the uh, Tyrese group were talking about this sanctuary. Um, and we heard it on the radio early on in this season where they were advertising sanctuary and safety numbers and all that fun stuff. And at the end of this episode, there's what appears to be a Jeep pull up and three army dudes get off. And I wonder if this is probably like we, you know, without getting into the trailer for next episode, I feel like this is our going to be our first introduction to what's left of the military. Um, which is always fascinating because it seems in these zombie movies, it's tropey. Zombie movies and TV shows, it's very tropey to say, well, we need to get rid of the army because if we don't get rid of the army, it's a pretty boring zombie movie because just everybody has machine guns, everybody has a tank, and the zombies lose because it's the United States Army, right? So it'll be interesting to see if they reintrodu- if they introduce like what's left of modern civilization, like you know, the army and government and all that fun stuff and we might even get like some insight into how everything went down you know and how how things collapsed and all that fun stuff i think that would be
0: interesting i i definitely think that we're in for a, a, a wild ride the rest of this season
1: now do you feel like the rest of the season continues to be zombie action packed or do you think that with the introduction of what appears to be a sanctuary i'm using quotations or at least like some sort of another dictatorship do you feel like it might turn into a a political thriller again like with what they i had think with we're the...
0: definitely in for a political thriller again
1: mm-hmm. similar to what we had in season three with the governor and
0: uh... well the way i the way i think i see the season unfolding is i think whoever those guys are that picked up uh glenn are going to take him back to wherever their place is, which I think is going to be the same thing that place that um, Daryl and uh, the youngest uh, daughter go. Did they find that
1: in this episode? They
0: find a sign that says something about going to the city of Terminus, I think it's called. Yeah. And I I, I think by not maybe this episode... But by, like, I mean, not by the next episode, but by the episode after, I think we're going to have everybody arrive at wherever this Terminus place is. Mm. And I think that the end of the season will be them realizing that Terminus may not be what it seems to be.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, you and I are the same. You never – you haven't got past the prison in the comics
0: no i haven't okay
1: i think bob's the only one that's kind of caught up i know he's read at least up to episode or issue 100 and i know i've heard like rumblings about like a storyline that went on in the comics um after it was like all out war at war or something where there's just another huge conflict with another really bad dude um which is you know understandable it is you know you got to keep things moving you got to keep things interesting um and I, 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 I liked what they did with the start of the season where they kept conflict and drama but without, you know, just throw another bad guy at them, you know, with the flu stuff and the sickness. I thought that was a really cool way of keeping things interesting and it was almost like a series of episodes of ER and I hope they continued on that path with the later half of this season in setting up, you know, not just another here's a really evil dude that Rick needs to overcome. It's more, here's a, just a bad situation that, that has come up. It could still be human conflict, but it'd be interesting to see a season where it's just not all about a dick who wants to kill these good people, you know? Yes. Um, I don't know if I'll get it, but I'm just really hoping that's the case. Um, you said here that you you called it was that was that in rela- uh, in response to I, the last episode?
0: No, it, it was in response to mid season. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- we were discussing things, and I said I saw a thing in um, local bookstore, and it mentioned something about a military camp. Hmm. Okay. And we discussed it uh, just before. I think it was during the hiatus when we were discussing what was going to happen when the show came back and I said I think that there is a uh, military camp in our future and it seems like that might be what we're when a military truck pulls up it seems like that might be what we're expecting yeah and I mean
1: military protocol for this sort of stuff I think is like hold out survive wait for contact from some sort of organizational uh you know, uh, f- from some sort of higher organization, you know, UN American government, stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see if, if the military is, is a shut down sort of very strict, very, you know, so strict that it's almost a an attack on human rights. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's the case, but I don't know. The guys that appeared at the end of this episode seemed pretty upbeat and chipper, you know? They seem like good guys. I mean that mustache sort of gives that one guy away as a pretty cool dude. Don't you agree?
0: Well, I know that actor and I've seen him play both villains and heroes. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure which role it's going to be. But from his dialogue, it sounds like he's going to be a friendly guy, not a bad guy.
1: Oh, good. You know what? This show could do with some more friendly dudes. You know, um, all we've been getting is mean people with eye patches. Um but I think that that's probably going to do it for our Walking Dead talk. Uh, it's funny. We're recording this on a and, Sunday. So
0: so while we've been talking, I just I do want to just give a heads up. Mm-hmm. The youngest uh, Herschel daughter, her name is Beth. Beth, right. And hilariously enough, uh, Drinky McGee, his name is Bob. <laughs> right.
1: We've had that conversation. <laughs> yes, we have. It's all coming back to me. I like Drinky McGee better because I don't want to <laughs> like confuse – Bob exactly. the Alcoholic with Bob the Podcaster, who is not here because he's working, not because he's an alcoholic. Did you did you connect all the dots there? Yes. Good. Okay. Um, okay. Well, Drinking McGee is Bob and uh, Beth. Did we find out what the name of um, Glenn's new partner is?
0: I do not see that listed here.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, she will continue to be Glenn's new partner. Um, okay. So – I just wanted to quickly mention that the Zamp t-shirt is available on SlashLoot.com. If you want to support the show and look good, go to SlashLoot.com. Find the Zombies Eat My Podcast t-shirt available in black, white, or ash and in many sizes. And they look great. Um, Definitely pick one up. You're going to need – especially if you're going to be running in some sort of zombie 5K. It would be really cool if one of our listeners was going to do like a, a zombie-related event outside and wore one of our shirts. I think that would be pretty neat. Just That
0: would out. be pretty neat.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of listeners, we have some listener feedback. We got an email from Kimberly Pelton, and she says, I've just recently started listening to your podcast, and I'm so psyched. I just wanted to bring up, since in episode four you discussed being stuck at some Canadian country music festival—that was myself—and the what ifs surrounding a zombie apocalypse. There, I recall the talk of not wanting to be stuck in the porta potty should the zombies start coming out of the woodworks. But should it come to that, you'd take being covered in shit because the porta potty has been knocked over, over being out in the wilds with the zeds. That's a good point. I—I I don't know, but I—I I think that we had it? that.
0: That was an interesting conversation. I forgot all about that. I remember that
1: conversation where we we what would we rather do be covered in other people's shit or eaten alive? And I think we all had to agree that being covered in shit was much more favorable. Um, it just brought to memory a movie I recently watched called Stalled, which we reviewed the trailer on the show um it's a british zombie flick and i expected to just lull me off to sleep but it entertained me just a little too much it's hilarious campy and cheesy but with a little heart to it too um anyhow if you haven't seen it i recommend it it's an interesting uh play on being stuck in an office bathroom when the zombies hit might lend to some interesting conversation it's not without fault but it was better than the two stars i had it had gotten on netflix just a thought can't wait to catch up on the shows i'm on episode eight currently thank you for making my days at the office easier and i appreciate what you've given to the masses also ryan would die first no doubt and lou needs to lend him some of his expertise <laughs> thanks <laughs> um yeah we reviewed we'll do this piece by piece we reviewed stall the, the trailer and i remember that trailer was one being...
0: of our first episodes it mm. might not even be in a live episode it might have been a one of our test episodes before we begin recording
1: yeah we got to remember and and she did the opposite of what we've been telling listeners to do uh, to not go back to episode one and start there so it sounds like she's starting from the beginning um which you know what kudos to you for sticking around we do get better with age um but uh man starting with episode one that's crazy but uh, stalled i remember watching that it looked like an interesting flick it's on my netflix queue you know what it would be perfect and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I don't know if there's any breaks coming up for The Walking Dead. Um, I do not think so. But we have talked about doing a bonus episode because our, our schedules have been a little weird. Um, we, I would love to do another movie episode. I need any excuse to watch a good zombie well, flick. Well,
0: we were discussing Day of a George Romero classic, Day oh. of the Dead, is on Netflix streaming. Right. If we want to go down the Romero rabbit hole again.
1: Everybody who listens to this show probably knows that I probably have – even though he is the father of zombies he is certainly not one of those fathers that sticks around and makes sure his kid is all right I, I, he I left will, zombies I, a long time ago
0: i will say it is one of my favorite zombie films and i have seen it hundreds of times so that would be so, a
1: good zombie flick review yes okay well, i no, think, okay think okay you would that.
0: i think you would enjoy it
1: so you want you want me you want to me to redeem george george Romero in my eyes i'm okay with that Um, As for me dying first, yeah, I say it all the time. I'd be the first to go. I'm Canadian. I'm too nice. I go over backbone. Uh, Lou probably should share some expertise, which I'm going to get him to do right now because it's Ask the Busy Zombie Lord time. Lou, Uh are you ready?
0: I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be, sir. This is a pretty –
1: this is another practical question Um, and – here it is. Lou mentioned that he had an aluminum bat. Is an aluminum bat better than a wood bat against zombies? Yes or no,
0: and why? Uh, personally, I say yes mm-hmm. because wood breaks, and I don't. Uh, my aluminum bat uh, is just as heavy mm-hmm. as a wood bat, so it still has the same momentum, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like if I hit someone in the head with it, it might. Dent, but I right. don't picture it, you know, shattering and me being left holding a piece of stick.
1: Right. And this question uh, came from uh, Molly, uh, one of our fine listeners. And I got to thinking, like, this is, a, this is will be an easy question for, for Lou to pick aside because he's pretty f- a big fan of the aluminum bat. Um, but I've got a counterpoint for you wooden bats, you can put nails in them. You can accessorize that weapon. What do you think about you that?
0: Can, you can, but my my reason for hesitation is, so you put in put three or four nails in the bat. Mm-hmm. Sure, in uh, uh, a, a situation that might be helpful, and you hit somebody in the head and bam, they got a nail in their head. They're a zombie. Okay. But, say you're fighting a horde of them, and you hit them in the head and the nail gets stuck then you're having to fight to pull the bat free i'd much rather be able to just cave in a skull with the bat and use it to push the zombie away so that i can get away rather than mm-hmm. fight to the death
1: yeah but i feel like with a piercing weapon uh, on on something like a bat you have a stronger chance of of taking them out with one fell swoop because you pierce the brain.
0: I'm not um, really worried about one fell swoop. I think one fell swoop is a, a, a uh, um, a trope that will get you into trouble.
1: Yeah. No. Okay. Well, no, that's good. That's, uh, I'm glad we had this. I'm going to go pick up my aluminum bat later today. Once we hey. finish recording.
0: Goodwill. 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 I got my aluminum bat at Goodwill <sighs> for a dollar.
1: Look at that. Saving money and lives. Um, if you want to submit a question for Lou to answer on the show, we love this segment just as much as we love ba- uh, Lou or blah, Bob's bad zombie jokes. Um, send which your will return next week, will, which will return. I cannot take Bob's place. I'm I'm not as uh, awful as he is with jokes. But if you want to submit any content to the show, please go to our website, ZombiesAteMyPodcast dot com. Email us info at ZombiesAteMyPodcast dot com. Follow us on Twitter at Zombies Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Plus one us on Google. Subscribe to us on YouTube. There's so many ways that follow you us can on Twitter. you can find us. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, blah blah blah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at R Murphy. Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord, and the missing Bob is at Bobbert F. Uh, quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find. More about him at joelduggan.com. Lou, before we go, anything to pimp? Anything going on with you? We never uh, we never take a chance to... Uh,
0: at the moment, I don't have any projects going on, but hopefully that will be changing soon.
1: Well, you know what? When you do, we will pimp it right here on Zombies Ate My Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been a Bobless episode. Hopefully next week we'll all be back to talk to you about Walking Dead Episode 11. Have a great day.